Are you with me? We should keep that same mindset that the enemy has nothing to offer. As a matter of fact, I don't want anything that he has. Are you with me? Number four, I have the tongue of the learned. Amen. Amen? Look at somebody say, my, my tongue is learned. My tongue is learned. Now, in order for your tongue to be learned, it means you have saturated your heart with the word of God. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Speak. Without a tongue, you will not speak. I should say you won't speak with syllables that make any sense. Are you with me? And number five says this. Listen, I don't know about you, but I expect from God. How many expect something from God? Amen. How many are pursuing God with an expectation? I said, how many of you are pursuing God with an expectation? Listen, listen, I don't know about you, but I know the promises of God. And the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. Come on, say it. Yes and amen. Some of y'all are afraid to say it. Say yes and amen. Now, let me me preface it. The the promises of God are, in other words, yes and so be it. So you and I must pursue Pursue the promises of God with an expectation. Listen, I don't know about you, but I come to church expecting a miracle. Come on. Because before I left, a miracle took place. I left my house understanding when I was looking in the mirror, I was looking at God's miracle work. Because I was a mess that ended up being a message as a result of my obedience to God. Are y'all with me? So I'm looking for God to do something miraculous today. If it's not in me, it's in you. Amen? Listen, if you know the things that God has placed before you that has brought you to a place where you understand that trusting God will provide you with blessings or the, the ability to succeed, then listen to me. The things that I, I mean, I for. For one, I don't want to do anything to get in the way of my relationship with God. I don't want anything to hinder that because my blessing flows through him. My connection to this life flows through him. Jesus said he prepared a place for me. I want that prepared place to become my home. Are you with me? You see, what you feed will grow and what you starve will die. And we've been talking on the subject of the effects of love. And I want to reiterate that you and I, as men, as women of God, there's workings in our life and there's dealings in our life. Are you with me? Listen, when you are dealing with something, sometimes you have to work through it. And sometimes you have to work through what you've been dealt so when you understand the workings and the dealings, you have to understand the person that sat next to you can't be your enemy. They must be someone that God has allowed you to rely on. Are you with me? Amen. Now, I told you love is not something that goes out looking for something to happen. Love goes out and establishes. Are you with me? Say with me. Love goes out and establishes. Love goes out and establishes. In other words, I don't love looking for a response. Because if I do, I might get disappointed. 
You might be mad at me one day, and I throw all my love out. And a lot of, watch this. Some people throw love out as if there is their mind, will, and emotion. When you do that, what you are subject to is what the other person decides. Amen? And some folk don't like you. So if you throw what you call consider love, amen, then what you'll find is sometimes they walk all over. Now you hurt. Now you offended. Listen to me. My Bible speaks volume of how love, love, oh my goodness. <laughs> the Bible says love overthrows the multitude of sin. In order for that to take place, it has to go through something. It has to establish something different than sin. Are you with me? So it's not asking to be received. Love is. Because love is God. Are y'all with me this morning? I'm just, this is a commercial. Look at somebody and say, this is my commercial. This is the pastor's commercial. I've got, I got a commercial going in. We've got to take communion, so I can't be as long as I normally am, right? Now, listen, you have to hear me. The effects of love can't affect someone else until it affects you. And you can love out of your emotion, but you can't have a good expectation when you're loving out of your emotion. Are you with me? When you love out of God, it's an unconditional love. And it's a love that's not looking for something in return. It's looking to do everything that God establishes to do. Are you with me? Say the effects of love. Effects of love. Now, hear me. When we look at love, we have to look at love as clearly a proof. Proof of rebirth. And it is just the, the touchstone of our profession that Christ is Lord of our life. When we look at it from that perspective, we have to understand that love is a complete enemy to selfishness. It does not desire to seek its own. Are you with me? It doesn't desire to be praised. It doesn't desire to honor, but it desires to affect the very heart oh my goodness, of the individual person. Now listen, when you and I were taught love, how I many you know sometimes people have a difficulty with receiving love because they never were taught what love is? So how can you ask somebody to love you that never was taught what love is? Amen. Listen, God don't ask us for something that he had first provided or given to us. Amen? God says love. Why? Because he first loved us. Are y'all with me? Oh, come on. Clap your hands up to the Lord. I got to keep y'all involved here. Now, I want to qualify something because I want to make sure you understand. There's nothing wrong with loving you. <laughs> I said there's nothing wrong with loving you. It means you got to understand something. Love doesn't destroy self. <laughs> Amen? Actually, love is there to lift you up. It's there to bring a focus according to what maybe is lacking as a result of something bad happening to you. Some people struggle 
And some people don't trust love because they've been wrong. Okay. Amen? How many have been hurt before? Thank God for Jesus. Amen? <laughs> Amen? But watch this. If you're not careful, you think Jesus hurt you because he didn't give you what you thought you wanted. Just because he doesn't provide you a Maserati doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He just knows if he provides you with a Maserati, he has lost you because now your mind becomes the Maserati. Are y'all with me? In other words, there are things that God wants us to understand about love, and he wants us to make sure that it's intact because I don't know about you. I love reading my Bible because it gives me who God is, his attributes, and what God's capable of doing in my life. Are you with me? Yes, sir. You see, love never seeks its own. Amen? And it never seeks to hurt another, nor neglect them. Amen? I want you to turn with me in Galatians 5. Galatians, the fifth chapter. And I want, because of time, for the lack of time, I want to preference something. Listen, we love to quote Galatians 22 Galatians 5.22. Because Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. But we got to remember, the first word to verse 22 is but. Amen? That means something went before it. And how many ever had these conversations with people, you, you, you were trying to convince them, and out of their mouth, in the midst of the conversation, but, but, you saying, but there's no but. Well, there is a but here. And the reason there's a but here is because it talks about the fruits of the world first. And it talks about how the world operates with, with covenants, with, with lust, with all those things. And then it says, but. And the reason it's saying but is because you have a better way. You just have to have the decision to do so. Amen. Amen. Remember, earth is connected to heaven. And the reason it's connected to heaven is because we need heavenly blessings. Not to survive, not to thrive, but to live here on earth. Are you with me? Amen. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. What? And what? Now watch this. The scripture, we, 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 we stop here sometimes, but I want to continue. In verse 24, it says, and those who, oh my goodness, let me back up. Verse 23. Verse 23, part B, it says, gentleness and self-control. And against such, there is no law. Amen. Against such, what? There is no law. One more time. Against such. In other words, there is no law against these nine gifts. Amen? Hello? They are gifts because they are, are a provision for you and I to deal with the person right next to you. To help you understand, listen to me. How many know we can't change anyone? Yeah. But watch this. God will not change someone without the other person that's involved. Because that person won't know if they've been changed until this person confirms it. Oh, see, I, 
see, I see. Are y'all with me? Listen, I don't ask God. See, I tried to change my wife a long time ago. I did. I tried to change Angel a long time ago. And she would just look at me, and she would give me that look, and, and I just quit. Amen? So watch this. I didn't stop there. I went to God. I said, Lord, you better do something with that. Are you with me? Watch this. In the midst of me saying, Lord, you better do something with that, God said, I'm going to do something with you. Yeah. Are you with me? I was doing it out of the wrong spirit, first of all. So God said, you need to check yourself before you check out what you are dealing with. And I'll never forget it. I said, God, but I need your help. That was the rib that you gave me. When you gave me my rib back, it's supposed to fit nice and neatly. Amen? God said, then make room for it. Wow, come on. Y'all can chill. Amen? If you want it to fit nice and neatly, make room for it. Don't tighten up or don't move your elbow one way or another when I'm trying to put it back. Oh, see, some of y'all. All of a sudden, I begin to get it. I mean, you know, sometimes you're doing stupid stuff, and, and all of a sudden, things, a revelation is revealed, and you say, oh, I got it. Light came on. Well, there always was a light, and it never was turned off. You just couldn't see it because you blinded your eyes. Come on. I said, Lord, I need you to change my wife. Watch this. All of a sudden, God began to change me, and all of a sudden, I began to see the change in my wife, and all of a sudden, I began to connect with her according to my change and not her move. Come on, Pastor. Are you with me? How many know you can look at somebody with a telegram pole in your eye and say, I love you? What part did you love? You got a beam out of your head, sticking out of your forehead. What part you can? Amen? Now watch this. I'm looking for God to do something miraculous in my life every day. Because sometimes joy is getting in the way of progress. Are you with me? I didn't want to get up this morning. Amen? I was up all night. Just kidding. But sometimes we use excuses for why we don't want to do. Why we don't even love. Isn't it amazing how we love who we want to? And look out the corner of our eyes with the ones that we say they don't even deserve. Amen? If God saw that in us, you and I wouldn't be sitting in these pews. <laughs> Amen? And we'd be trying to get over a hangover. Are y'all with me? Listen, when you look at the Scripture and put it in perspective, the Scripture says you and I should live according to the Spirit of God. In verse, in verse 25, it says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoke one another, envy one another. Why? Because that's not fruitful. And because it's not fruitful, God won't have anything in it. Now, I want to get to the meat of the message this morning, so I'm going to jump over. How many, how many know sometimes you got to get on with it? I want you to look with me in Galatians. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about understanding that the person next to you has something that you need. 
Now, I'll be the first to tell you that everybody's not your friend. Amen? But some of y'all meet folks two weeks later, you call them friends. Why? Because they were nice. They even talk nice. Next day, they mad because somebody made them mad. Now they're not talking nice. And watch this. You say, I thought you were my friend. Huh? You better be, make, you, listen, the scripture says a friend sticks what? So a friend is family. How you know somebody two weeks and they family? Are y'all with me? Sometimes we have to put things in perspective. Sometimes we are goofed up in our thinking or haven't been taught what we should know. Amen? That's why sometimes it's good to be quiet and listen. Hello? Because sometimes we can talk ourselves out of our blessing just because we want to be something that we're not. But when God puts things in perspective, watch this, the Bible say, be slow to speak and quick to hear. But listen to me, I, for the last few months, I've been dealing with the subject of helping someone else because listen to me, we are inwardly strong and outwardly focused. Say it, I'm inwardly strong, and I'm outwardly focused. I'm strong because I understand that God has provided me with the ability to not only know who I am through him, but to exercise what he says is my portion. Amen? Toward others. The scripture says we ought to esteem others more higher than ourselves. So I'm responsible for what you and I have in relationship. Just like you are responsible. Hello? Watch this. But God doesn't want us to hang out with everybody that we run in contact with. Some folks are not good for you. They can be saved. <laughs> I say some folks ain't good for you. They can be saved. <laughs> Amen. Hello? But watch this. God knows who you're supposed to be hanging with. He knows who your age boom coon is. Amen? Hello? If you don't know what God knows about you, then you need to know what God says about you through somebody else. People will call you what they see. So your presentation is important. How you present yourself, because no one can read your heart. God looks at the heart. Man looks at outward. So what I see you present to me is what I have to work with. Are you with me? And the effects of love will cause you to be molded and shaped into what you receive. Amen? Hello? So I'm going to go to Galatians 1, and I want to put some things in perspective, because I've been going over this Galatians 1 and 1 for a long time. Amen? And I want to, I want to read a few things from you out of the New Living Translation. It says, Dear brother and sister, if another believer... Say believer. Come on, say it. Now, this is not talking about an unbeliever or someone that's not saved. It's talking about a believer in one that had given their life to Christ. Amen? If, an, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly 
should gently and humbly help that person back unto the right path. In other words, a believer has a path that is righteous. For the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to that own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will what? In other words, God has a path for you. He has a path of righteousness, but what this scripture is putting in perspective, according to what Paul is saying to the church at Galatia, he's saying that sometimes sin will cause us to be derailed from the path that God has for us. But thank God for other believers. Thank God for those that have given their life to Christ and want to please God and not themselves. And what it's saying here is if there's a believer, someone that thinks like you, talks like you because you have the same word of God, when they get sidetracked or when they get off, off path or off track, you, the believer, need to humble yourself. This is where you can't say, I told you so. You listened to me last week. We wouldn't be in this predicament this week. No. The Bible says you need to humble yourself. Shut up. Are you with me? Humble yourself. And in the meekness of what you've been taught according to the word. Amen? Hello? Remember, meekness is not weakness. So sometimes you got to get loud when you bring in correction. Hello? Because some people don't like listening, right? You ever run into somebody that you know they're getting ready to go down a bad path? And you're doing everything in your, your power. <laughs> Mine is screaming and amen. You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. In other words, you and I are subject to what we see somebody else going through if we don't do the right thing. As a matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13 says, it says, therefore, let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God, oh my goodness, say, but God. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to uh, bear it. God will use the same thing that you are being tempted with to bring, oh my goodness, a rescue. Oh my goodness. Are you with me? This is a time when the person gets ready to go do their dirt. And you show up. What you doing here? No, what you doing here? Are you with me? In other words, God done dispatch you. You don't even know you've been dispatched. You're just going according to what you feel in your spirit. And because you're doing what you are, 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 are don't have time to do in your spirit, you just this time God put emphasis on it. You went the right way, and all of a sudden you run into the one that is being tempted. And because of your presence alone, you don't have to say something. Because of your presence alone, they have been delivered. They've been rescued from the temptation. Oh, my goodness. Are y'all with me? 
I know some of y'all are tired, so let me finish this thing. Listen to me. When you understand who God is and what he has in store for you, watch this. God's faithfulness alone will cause you to do things that you didn't thought were possible. Are you with me? How many of you have to deal with people on a daily basis that you wish would go away? Some of y'all have bosses on y'all work that pay y'all check and y'all want them to go away, not knowing that you won't have a job as they do. But you are so, you are so adamant about the right and wrong thing that you can't see love that will affect them. Are y'all with me? Are you with me? Sometimes we have the wrong focus. Sometimes we're looking at too much of self. I told you, get out of the mirror and start looking out the window. Stop looking behind you through the reflection of the mirror and start looking in front of you where you can't look back. And you'll see a different photograph. You'll see a different picture. But one thing I know, you will not see you in the window. Okay. Thank you for the amen. I'm trying to close this thing and y'all looking at me. Oh, whiz. Let me stop here. Let me put some things in perspective, and then we'll take time to take communion. Listen, the Scripture says in verse 2, it says, share each other's burden, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You're not that important. Now, some of y'all probably had a problem with that one. Because everybody want to be important. I wanna, how many want to be important? Your importance and your relevance is as a result of what God has ordained in our ear. Amen. Some of y'all bloom is just... Amen. Verse 4. It says, pray... Careful attention to your own works, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Because let me tell you something, there's only one of you. I said there's only one of you. Thank you, Jesus. I said there's only one of you. Thank you, Jesus. Are you with me? If you're, like, I, I mean, I, I was told a long time ago, if everybody in the world was like you, what would the world be like? And I stopped talking. I stopped talking. I didn't say three words for three days. <laughs> Amen? And I was in the military, too. You see, for the Scripture says in verse 5, for we are each, for we are each, for we are each said. Responsible for what? Yeah. Amen. Are you your brother's keeper? Are you your sister's keeper? But who's responsible for your conduct? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Not that I haven't repent on behalf of somebody and their craziness, but their conduct is on them. I can repent on behalf of them all I want to, but watch this. God's going to judge them according to their conduct, and he's going to judge me according to mine. Are you with me? So you got to be careful how you treat someone, because love will affect 
regardless of who is receiving it. Let me say this, and then I really will stop. Because what I want you to really hear me is, there are going to be people in your life, but your love will determine how quick they get back, if they get back. You say, God's going to do it. Well, God's not going to do it by himself. He's going to use you. Anybody seen God lately? When you see God, you see him through who? <laughs> My Bible tells me in, in James 5, it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, a woman, availeth much. In other words, a sincere, continued prayer will go a long ways. God says when he created us, he gave us what? Dominion. Not blame. Come on. Come on, somebody. Amen? It gave us dominion, not blame. Amen? And we can't say the devil has it anymore because Jesus died that you and I might live. He said life and life more abundantly. Are y'all with me? Here's the last thing I want you to hear. Listen. Don't think your way out of the love of God. In other words, don't allow your thought life to portray something that God is not in. For watch this. God wants you to speak to a person because they, they well, I, I don't want to get involved. What if someone said that when you were struggling? We have a thought process that sometimes don't give God love a chance. Sometimes we come up with all the excuses in the world not to be there for someone because someone was there for you. I had to do it myself. I had to go through. I had to push. They need to grow up. No, you need to grow up and might need to rededicate your life because thinking like that, you can't have the love of God on the inside. Oh, come on, clap your hands up to the Lord, my goodness. Yeah. Listen, we'll finish this next week. Listen, when we are preparing our hearts for whatever God has for us, and I don't know about you, but Sometimes my heart's not right. Sometimes I'm struggling with me. Sometimes I'm trying to create within my own life the ability to say, regardless of what's happening in and around me, I can do this because God did it for me. And sometimes I'm looking at the fact that, hey, I'm getting old. I'm almost 60 years old. I'm getting old. Listen, that's for the young guys, for the young gals. But let me say this. Don't be old in what you think you are. Don't be complacent. And don't deal carelessly with your destiny. Know that God has something special for you. And that something special for you has already been accomplished. Now God is working through that to make a difference in somebody else's life. 
God didn't save you just for you. God has placed that salvation in a position for the spirit of reconciliation that is a gift to us to help us reconcile those that are in our midst back unto God. You and I need to recognize that our life is going to be used to touch another life. Are you with me? So I want you to bow your heads. We're going to pray for that. Let's just prepare the communion. But I want, to, I want you to know that you don't have to be a member of this church to take communion. But you do have to be a member of the body of Christ. And to be a member of the body of Christ, you have to give your life to Christ. So right now, salvation is the most important aspect of my morning message. In other words, now is the time to really examine yourself to see whether you are in him or not. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place that where I am, there you may be also. We're about, about ready to partake of the Savior, Jesus Christ, his body, his blood, his body that was broken and his blood that was shed on our behalf. And I want to give everyone in that opportunity, if you're not saved to be, or if you haven't given your life to Christ, or you haven't allowed Christ into your heart. So right now, I want you to think about what just was spoken, because Jesus loves. He loves beyond all fears, beyond all circumstances and situations, beyond the color barrier, beyond the things that now represents an ability to touch every walk of life. And right now, he wants to touch your life. If you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Christ, or perhaps you're here and you need to rededicate your life, you've been out there and you know that now is the time to get back into the fold of Christ. If that's you, if you say, God, my Lord, forgive me of my sin, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, Lord, I believe your son Jesus died on the cross for me. Salvation.